This is Bill. And this is Anastas. And we are the Uncommonwealth Podcast. Keep out for our terrible words we're going to use. I don't know. This is going to be a dirty episode. They're all dirty episodes. Dirtier episode? I mean... Don't think so. Fuck. Shit. Balls. We're going to drop some history. Anus. Taint. I can't believe you threw a taint out there. Um, Come guzzler. This is uh, too far. Too far. (laughs) Twat waffle. All right. um, So... I miss you, Bill. It's been so we <laughs> been we, we had we had a double record because Bill Bill went, went on to the, the far land, the left coast. I went to the west, and he came back, and he's go like, west, young man. He's like a tomato now. I love it. He's so tomato, tan. tomato raisined. Did I say tomato? I meant raisin. Yeah, there you go. I'm, I'm very raisined. tan. He's he's a tanned boy. I'm a tan boy, and it, it's it's great. And he, he escaped the hellfires out there. So yeah, careful out there. Thank thankful you're yeah. safe, and and hopefully everyone out there is safe. But. Yeah, it's it's nice to see Bill back, so we can make some goofs about Pennsylvania history. Yeah, right. right? No, no more. We and if we move to the West Coast, our podcast will then be called California, <laughs> and it's all. Yeah, I mean California porn. We could, or just porn about California, or are, we're not things that are porn like about podcast California. form. Fascinating, good idea. But let's let's shout that down in Do our you know notes. Interviewing porn celebrities. Is that our in new podcast? Is that our new thing? It would be hilarious. That would be pretty would good. Be pretty great. All right, let's get Stormy Daniels' information. <laughs> let's do that. But cool. Well, I I am glad that you are back. And there's something yeah, there's something about having a week without recording that just makes me miss it. So yeah, I, am, I was I was ready to get back in the studio. Yeah, my my little office room. Yep. So <laughs> I, I, oh yeah, they can't see my quotes. They can't see your air quotes, Bill. <laughs> Uh, so today we're going to do a nice episode on the Molly Maguires. Yeah, Papa Molly Maguire, I'm sweating. <laughs> yeah, uh, this there's, is... There's your episode subtitle. All, all about drugs. This is about about the drug. About <laughs> I'm saying Basically, <laughs> just, yep, ecstasy light, I guess, or more? I don't know. I don't know. I don't, know. I don't do drugs. Anyway, uh, so... I do hugs, not drugs. This is, this is not going to be about what Bill mentioned. It's going to be about... A lovely group of people in the mid nineteenth century that really were pretty unknown to a lot of people. I didn't know much about it before I did some of this so, research. I mean, I knew about the Pinkertons and the Homestead Homestead strike. Strike. So yeah, I, I, which we'll do eventually. Yeah. So I didn't realize uh, um, they they had a hand in this as well too. But so yeah, the Molly Maguires are locally famous for me. When I was, and I don't I don't know how many of my friends would remember them honestly, but we did learn about them. At different times, pretty pretty important group, right? And um, this is would you consider this part of our uh, I, our like sub series on mining? <laughs> this is a little bit. We've been doing a lot, of, a lot mining of mining stuff. ones recently, yeah, haven't we? Yeah, that's true. When I was at one of the two history camps I went to, because I'm a big old fucking nerd. Yep. <laughs> um, this one was at the Augusta or the Hunter House, which was the Fort Augusta Museum. We actually one year did a did the trials, like mock did the trials. Oh, that's cool. As a like, the, do they hang the someone on, for realsies or no? Do you just pick the weak, the pick the weakest guy and just like <laughs> just push him down? Just you never saw this. <laughs> Jimmy was never real. I think I played one of the lawyers. Did you win? Oh, on which side? Dude, I don't remember. I was uh, like seven years old. Yeah. Well, well, it comes to a sad end, but we'll get to that. Though, yeah, right? we'll get to yeah. that. But that's cool. Did you? Did you? Would you do it again? Would you send your kid out there if you had a kid? To that you history camp? Yeah. To, to, to that specific <laughs> that specific camp. Yes, I would yeah. also send them to the Priestley House History Camp, which is the one that I worked at. <laughs> Mold them into little nerdy bills. Yes. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I, again, I didn't really know much about. Um, you know what they say: the geeks show inherit the earth. The the meeks, the meek, the, the meek, geek. the meek. I, what, uh, the geek. Well, for a history person, you should probably know your Bible, Bill. Damn it. Anyway, I'm not a religious person. <laughs> if we're gonna do uh, that. Uh, as uh, you mean, you yelling out the word taint and cum guzzler didn't immediately flag that <laughs> taint really threw me off i loved it <laughs> <laughs> you, don't, you don't get a whole lot of taint no anymore, I, do you? Well, especially when you when you start off with the traditional like the fuck and the shit and, and then you throw in a taint and you throw in taint it's just a big curveball we used to say i'm gonna punch you so hard in your taint that if my hand's gonna you're gonna be my hand puppet oh god okay well let's <laughs> before we divulge into or divulge football was a hell of a time yeah <laughs> into uh, into that kind of podcast let's let's keep it into uh california uh california (laughs) 
So let's let's talk about who yeah, they who they were as a group, right? Let's get in. Do you so you didn't know anything about them? No, well not really. I mean I, I had you like heard I, of I've them? heard of like songs that mentioned okay. them and like you know, and I was aware that there was a movie. I'd never seen it. I know that it's you're a movie. you're a fan of it. Yeah, I like it a lot. I haven't uh, seen it in a long time, but it's very it's very but yeah, not 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 too aware of, of them as a group. Okay. But you know, it it makes sense, you know, Cole reading that that be more ingrained into yeah. the local. So Let's let's go into like some brief background of who the Mongars were because yeah. they they originated in Ireland and lay they that, lay that good shit on I'll me. Lay, I'll lay that brick. I'll lay that brick that you you should have built the house on. Get, get that bread. I'll get that. That's bread. what the kids say now, right? Get the bread. Yes. Get that guap. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so they they originated they originated in Ireland in the early part of the 18th century, and they were, you know, over here it, they became a big fixture in the coal right. region in the coal industry. In Ireland, it was the agricultural agricultural industry. So they were uh, basically a band of people that resisted agrarian land agents, uh, you know, landlords. Basically, kind of like a Robin Hood esque. I, I was waiting people. for you to say it. Where it, well, it, it, or, it, it's yeah. a pretty obvious connection where they would uh, they would help represent the normal people that were out there right. working, and they would go through some pretty rough tactics against these uh, the ruling class, really. But you know they, they they were like a check they were like a check and balance to the big agricultural. Uh, you have in the notes like big agriculture, big agriculture like you want to make like, a joke about it, but like yeah. it was a thing. That's, yeah, they they ruled the entire country, and yeah. when they their interests were obviously to the, to the top, the it's top percentage money, all about money. So uh, they they would they would go in in the dead of night and destroy fences, and they would destroy crops that were uh, right. that were basically taken away from from the landowners and then absorbed into like a big conglomerate right. they would take away those lands and they would ruin those lands and you know they would they would kill livestock and they would free livestock if that land was taken over by these groups basically if you come into an area and you push out the local farmers they're kind of there to, to, to back you up obviously the land is gone and you're not going to get that back but it's kind of like a vendetta type of deal you know what i'm seeing in all this hmm. aliens Aliens? Molly, Molly Maguire's took a bad rap for aliens. Cow mutilation, crop destruction. Crop <laughs> oh yeah, it's it's it's, it's 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 all ancient aliens. Yep, ancient aliens. <laughs> History Channel hire me. Oh man, horse so, pucky. Horse pucky. So I mean, that's where they came from. That was their whole. That was their whole ideology. And uh, as a, as an aside, one of the, I, I read this and I thought it was hilarious, so I wanted to include it. But one of the texts they would use to kind of vet the local area mm-hmm. to see if the landowners uh, or the um, the ruling class, the ruling agricultural class, see how they treated their their peasants. If they would, you know, freely give what their resources they had, the surplus to the, the poor. So they would dress up as old women and they would cover up their faces and, and, and come and pretend to, be be- to pretend to be beggars. They would beg for flour or something at the local store. If they were given some some flowers, some some some, pro- mm-hmm. some crops, they would kind of left alone for the for a couple of days. But if they weren't, they'd come in and raid that night. So it was it was a pretty pretty humorous little like like, like a, a, a little old lady uh, like, shaking and shit. Please, can I get some some bread? And I just want to make get that bread. Get out of here, you hussy. Okay. And then they come in and like kill your cows. Like it's. Burn your family. Out. <laughs> you know, it's 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 pretty it's pretty uh, like made for a book, right? It's like made oh, for yeah. for for the storybooks. But so they they moved from Ireland, like many thousands of people did, yeah. to the United States in the in the middle part of the nineteenth century, and you know they, they had a presence in the U.S. for for a while as a group. You know, I'm sorry. The, the Mamagrats had a presence in yeah. in the U.S. and the Irish have been here for a while. Irish <laughs> have been here for a while, but it, they they've had a, a more concrete presence, uh, basically in the 18 like late 1860s, early 1870s. Really, a big mark is the the Panic of, 18, of 1873, which we'll talk about in a little yeah. bit. Uh, but I'm gonna take a couple of six back and talk about the coal industry like we have for a few episodes. But we'll go into some more contextual relevant details so coal companies had a major foothold in northeast pa uh, again starting the mid part of the 18th, 19th century yep. and they turned they, they basically became this giant syndicate of really powerful companies that worked together for their own interests so you had you had large coal miners coal, coal mines that were owned well by i mean there were probably some large coal miners too big, like big husky big boys burly man <laughs> big husky boys with beards 
Uh, but no, they, they would have these big companies that are owned Except by were, like pretty thin and like warm. they're probably all <laughs> underground all day. Like five foot five skinny yeah. people just just really dying. plowing their yeah literally dying terrible shit. But these companies were owned by railroad companies as well too. So they right. they, were, they were really grow and they were really uh, intermingled between having these these kind of I I I I can't think of the word like a conglomerate like it's yeah. one big mass. And they didn't give a shit about the workers at all. And they used uh, immigrant labor as a huge source for their mines. And there were about 22,000 Irish coal miners in Schuylkill County, uh, specifically in... Skook. (laughs) What was that? Skook? Skook. Uh, And uh, 5,000 of those were children in between the ages of 7 and 16. And... You know the twenty thousand Irish miners. That's a, that's a lot of a, a lot, lot of, of Irish immigrants. Yeah, it's a lot of people. And you know, it, I know out 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 west, it would be you know Asian right uh, Asian coal workers. And but it, it, but, it just, but here it was here Irish. Was, um, a lot of Eastern Europeans. Right. Uh, and Welsh to a degree. Well, we'll get they, they didn't make any money. Man. I mean, nah, they, they, man, made, they made they made shit. like a dollar a week. They did not get that bread. No, they did not get that bread. And they spent. So if you start working in the coal mines, it's really tough to leave the coal mines. So you're. You're yeah. basically going to spend your whole life working. You're either going to be working well, in the mines or... What the fuck else are you going to do? You're an unskilled laborer. Exactly. Even if you're not an unskilled laborer when you came here, like maybe exactly. you were a farmer, maybe you, you were a, I mean, a, a tanner or mm. a cooper or, or a tailor, somebody here already has that job. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And it's usually English, German, or Welsh in this area, in that right. area. And we'll, we'll get into like the ethnic tensions about that. Yeah. And that was, that was definitely a big part of it. But, you know, you'd spend your whole life, you'd be... be as a youth, you'd be in the mines, chipping away, getting what you yeah. need to do. And then as you get older, you, just uh, stay. you, you either you stay there or if you if you get too physically enabled to do it, you'll just be working in another part of the mining industry yeah. where you'll be sorting things out and maybe moved into uh, the railroad industry that caters to, to the coal mine. So you're kind of stuck there. And there were a lot of disasters. So in, 18, in 1869... Uh, the the Avondale mine disaster was it was a big mark in right. in the rise of, of the Molly Maguires. It was a massive fire that killed 110 workers in Luzerne County, and Luzerne Luzerne Luzerne. How do you say it? Luzerne. Yeah, Luzerne County. Luzerne County. Well, I, I, either, yeah, <laughs> I I would have no idea how to say that, but the families blamed the owners of the mine, and they had some some pretty big flaws with the mine but, itself. Yeah, there there was there was only one exit. It's fucking stupid, man. Yeah. Why would you do that? Tam- well, yeah, cut it, it's cut costs, and they didn't really care about yeah. the lives of these people. So they they only had one exit, and there weren't really ventilation pumps there. There were ventilation systems, right. no water pumps. So if there was there was some sort of incident that occurred, there's no way to save everyone. And again, 110 people lost their lives, and then that those are those people obviously had families, and it's a lot of people that that kind of lost their their way of life there. Uh, and that incident was a big mark in creating unions. These unions were not met with with a lot of positivity. No, no, no. Business owners don't like unions. No, shocker. And it's, it's it's um. You know what the most powerful union in the United States today is? What is? Teachers union. Really? Yep. Interesting. Yeah, I wouldn't have guessed that. Yep. Well, the unions again weren't really well liked by the mine owners, but the Molly Maguires definitely became. Became they really were intricate a thorn in their side. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the I mentioned the Panic of eighteen seventy three. This was one of the worst worst depressions in the U S. Yeah. It was uh, it lasted until nineteen seventy nine, and basically a fifth of the working force was fully unemployed. Two fifths of the working force only worked half time. They only worked uh, six seasonal, months out of the basically. year, seasonal, and only a fifth of the working force had full time jobs. Yeah. It, it, it was it was a big issue, and labor unions were were really frustrated with having this terrible economic landscape while also seeing these mining owners not investing at all, uh, traveling the country and their right. really expensive coaches and, and their private train cars. Yep. and Their planes. And oh, they didn't have planes didn't back have then, planes. Bill. But <laughs> if they did, it'd be made out of solid gold, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, it, it's... They, they, they were, but they're they were, living the lavish They were life. lavish, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, they've got these mansions, and and you see these, you know, people go and on these, gas lamps. Oh yeah, yeah I mean, it's, it's a big deal. And and you see these like historic home tours and stuff, mm-hmm. and and like, those are those homes. Those are those homes <laughs> yeah. exactly, and they're really neat to look at. They're really pretty, but then like you need to look at, you need to engage with these houses on another level and say, well, like what what actually built this exactly? How much 
blood money. It's the lives of, of thousands it's, of, of, of mino, it, miners. It's, almost, it's very comparable to going to a plantation in the South. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's... And they would use uh, the economic depression as a way to basically say, oh, we can't we can't pay wages. We can't. Yeah. We just can't do it. Whereas they probably could in, in, in some effects. They, 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 they would have yeah. been able to save some jobs. I mean, a good example of this is is as a Franklin uh, Gowan, uh, who is the the owner of the Philadelphia and Reading Railroad, but also the owner of the Philadelphia and Reading Coal and Iron Company. Right. So this is an example of of really being tied together yeah. the, the railroad industry and the coal industry. Big old power player. Yeah, he he was he was one of the richest coal miners in the world, and coal miners, uh, coal coal mine owners. Oh, sorry. Yeah, he, <laughs> he wasn't in there. He wasn't in there. And you know he he play he plays a central role in this yeah, sto- in this story. Yeah, he's very big in the story. And he you know again he's one of the richest coal mine owners in the world. And he he saw the problems with the unions. Uh, yeah. That for him he, he knew they were. Well, a he knew their they were going to be a pain in his ass. Yeah. They were just going to be wiggling their fingers up in there. Yeah. And, and, and trying to get him to shit gold. Yep. And I like that. I like your hand motion there. That was <laughs> very nice. You, no one could see that, but it, it was it was very frantic. But. <laughs> He, he he saw the unions as a problem. And he definitely saw the Mollies as as a big as a big threat to his institutions. So he hired uh, and well, maybe might be going a little too ahead, but he uh, he, he did hire uh, Alan Pinkerton's agency, the, the Pinkerton National Detective Agency, yeah, to uh, to basically keep an eye out on these unions and and undermine them. So kind of kind of just corporate espionage, except I mean, ex- kind of it, yeah, it's just against the unions. Yeah, do you want to go in a little bit in detail on what the Mollies would do? Well, before we do that, um, I actually want to talk about another Pinkerton agent who was arguably bigger mm. than Alan Pinkerton. In... Oh, the guy he hired, right? Yeah. So uh, he also got James McParland to be a labor spy, and he actually infiltrated both the Mollies and, well, actually he infiltrated like three orders. He became one of them. He infiltrated the Mollies, the Ancient Order of Hiberians, which still exists, I think, mm. and the Working Men's Benevolent Association. And the goal was to find if there were possible connections uh, between the Mollies and the other two. His results were kind of inconclusive, but uh, some trends pointed to there being more violence in the areas where the, I'm just going to say the AOH uh, was active. And, uh, but others found that like where the WBA was work, were that that union actually worked to quell violence because they wanted to use negotiation and strikes to gain like better working rights. Um, and and you'd think he'd he'd definitely want to see the oh he wanted to see the violence as, and as we're going to get into yeah. that a lot because uh, I question some of his reporting. Mm. Um, we'll we'll see why. Yeah, there's obvious biases. Some of it, I'm sure, happened. Like I, this whole situation kind of reminds me of the Hatfields and McCoys just in Pennsylvania, right? Just and yeah, labor makes sense. Just with some of the violence that happened, but so well, give me give me that good violence. Give me that yeah, good violence. give me that good. I want good that. I want that good violence. Make it feel good. I guess. Sick fuck. <laughs> I don't just know sitting here rubbing my nipples. Just, ah, oh, oh, death. God. Death, destruction. There's a bulge in your pants. Fires. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> don't look away, Bill. Look at me. Look me in the eyes. You can't finish unless you look me in the eyes. <laughs> All right. Well, now that I've sufficiently grossed myself out. There you go. Um, don't listen with your kids. <laughs> don't do it. It's not worth it. <laughs> unless, unless your kids are way cool. Don't listen with your kids. <laughs> so we've been talking a little bit about the violence that has gone on. We've kind of alluded to it. We didn't really talk about it. Right. Um, yeah. All, all, all dip rubbing aside. Yeah. <laughs> fucking psychopath. Everything should have stayed on the West Coast. <laughs> what would you do without me? This house would fall apart. This house would fall apart. <laughs> like the House of Usher. Oh, good, good Poe reference. The House of Blusher. All right, keep Cause going. Because I'm, cause keep I'm going, blushing because of your sick keep, sexual keep, fantasies. Keep, keep going, Bill. <laughs> so there were accusations against the Mollies by, by Gowan and a couple others, other mm-hmm. mine owners, of violence such as like murder, arson, kidnapping, and other like by, like property destruction. Mm-hmm. Um, just just as they were known for in, in, in Ireland, Ireland. Yeah. yeah, like continuing those practices. Basically, this had been going on for a little bit, starting like during the panic, right? But then these accusations were used to justify vigilante justice against the Molly McGuire's. So like McParland and Pinkerton, and there's actually another Pinkerton agent. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember his name. It's in the notes later. Um, right. 
had been infiltrating, like we said, and they were reporting back to Gowan because they were like privately hired right. force. And he decided that he needed to curtail the leadership of the Mollies and basically do eradicate them. Like right. he was like, get these fuckers out of here. Like they are fucking up my minds and I will not have it. So how did he do that? First, he announced a 20% pay cut in December of 1874. And the Myers were like, fuck this, we're going to strike. that's so shitty. Like A like 20%? During, they're making a during, dollar already. During Christmas time? Yeah, right. And, and there's a panic going on and, and there's a huge depression yeah. going on. Big dickhead. He's a shithead. Big dickhead. Frank, right Frank Allen's a bad man. He's a bad... Does he have a nice house? We could take a yeah, pee probably. on it. We should pee on we'll it. shit on it. Yeah. So I'll leave an upper decker. So there was... After the strike, obviously, the... the there's there's bad shit happening. Oh saying. yeah, like violence started immediately. So Edward Coyle, who was a leader in the WBA, uh, the Workers Benevolent Association, mm-hmm. and the Ancient Order of Hibernians, he was murdered in March 1874. It's not that much later. Damn, January to March. The Modocs, I think that's how it's pronounced. Yeah. Um, this was a rival Welsh gang because there was a lot of uh, ethnic yeah tension at right. this time. Like I mentioned earlier. The Welsh, the Irish, or excuse me, the Welsh, the Germans, and the English all got better jobs. They just got better jobs. They'd mm-hmm. been there longer. They were considered Americanized by that point. Because um, they, they weren't Catholic. Part, I, it's like part it. of it, yeah. for sure. Um, part of it's just, I, I think they had been there longer and fought in the Revolution and the Civil Well, there are a lot of Irish that did both. Yeah. But that was but, a perception. But it was a perception. Irish were looked down on. Part of that's English perception. Because mm-hmm. um, right. the English have looked down on the Irish for a long time at that point. So there were all these ethnic tensions. And they murdered another member of the... The, the Modocs er, murdered uh, another member of the Ancient Order of Hiberians. And uh, claims are that they were led by a mine superintendent. So they, they were kind of paid like, off to, to, to yeah, do the hit like for to them. lead for yeah, yeah, likely. That makes sense. That makes total sense. One of the mine bosses, Patrick Vary, had men shoot into a crowd of protesting miners. Which is again a, a, another typical thing you see during yep. uh, during like I'm going to lock down something, so I'm going to make everyone afraid of everything. Yep. So as a it's typical a, tactic, a rapt, random act of violence will scare people every time. Oh yeah. So there there was um, um there, there was another incident yeah in, in Tuscarora right yeah so up in Tuscarora there was an attack uh, on a meeting of miners and one miner was killed and several others were injured. So moving out of that. The Coal and Iron Police, which I hadn't actually heard of before, was kind of surprised me. Or maybe I haven't just forgot. Hmm. Um, but this was a private police force established in 1865 by the Pennsylvania General Assembly. And it was funded by the coal companies and, like, iron companies. Okay, so, like, just their own private police force. Yeah. yeah. And it lasted up until 1931. Isn't that fucking buck wild? It a long time. Wow. Yeah. That's... So, they... <laughs> they had their own yeah. private police force yeah. from wow. 1865 to 1931. That's yeah. fucking fuck wild. All to protect their their, their, their interests. interests. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So they worked in conjunction with, uh, like I said, the three Pinkerton agents, Alan Pinkerton, James McParland, and Robert J. Linden. Oh, that's the third guy? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And um, they they conducted these vigilante operations. Um, mainly, it was, if we're being honest, I, I think it was probably like the coal and iron police doing a lot of this violence. And, mm-hmm. and probably pulling in some like other people every once in a while. Right. And it was information from the Pinkertons. Right. Um, yeah. So they're they're just. I mean, that's what the Pinkertons were, were really good at infiltrating. Yeah, and they're spies. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's part of why they became the FBI. So they're kind of they're kind of using the their Mamagard tactics against yeah. the same group. Yeah. Exactly. One of the big incidents that really got to McParland, and this this is buck fucking wild, because because they did they started like destroying Molly's homes and, and setting them on fire and attacking people. Hmm. So McParland had identified three men as Molly McGuire's. Okay. Um, so they launched an attack by masked men at, at their home. Right. It was the three miners and two women. One man was killed and the other two were able to escape, but one of the women was killed. Okay. And McParland resigned after hearing about this. Not because the attack happened and like it had been his information, but because a woman was killed. And he was like, my information will not be used to kill women and children, but they got their just desserts. Or no, he said, excuse me, they're oh, just deserving. That's, that's, that's uh... Such a moral standing right there. Right? That's, like, fuck off, man. So stupid. Yeah. He, he didn't care at all about them. He actually thought all three miners had been killed. He's like, yeah, they got their just deserving. 
Oh, the women and the children. Oh no. But yeah, like. But I'm fuck. still. But I'll still be totally cool with cutting their pay and making sure they starve. Exactly. Like, like fuck uh, off. It doesn't make any sense. So I, as I was reading the notes, I, I see a really famous name that I'm sure is just <laughs> terrible coincidence. Just, yeah, but, it's terrible coincidence. Right. So McParland's supervisor Benjamin Franklin, <laughs> not the, not Benjamin, the Benjamin Franklin, Franklin but a Benjamin Franklin. He told him he's like he's he's assured him. The Pinkertons had nothing to do with the attacks. Like, it was all First Lieutenant Frank Wenrick of the PA National Guard. And so they arrested him for being the leader of the vigilantes. But he got released on bail and nothing happened. Okay, so it was pay, just uh, just something for the newspapers to yeah, have. Yeah, exactly. It was, gotcha. it was a straw man. You know, like, knock him down and then set but, him up somewhere else. Well, the attacks kept coming, right? I mean, there, there, oh, yeah. there was there was a young man named Hugh uh, McGeehan, I think, yeah. who, who, was, who, um, who was identified as a killer. And then he was you know killed for for being yeah identified and i think did they ever find out who who did it or i think it was just, just it was unknown. Uh, unknown so again hush up i'm sure the newspapers are in on this too oh they you know? gotta fucking love it they, yeah they're getting paid off yeah um so this all these attacks started to like really cripple the union's leadership mm-hmm. like you said gowan used the papers then to spread stories of the mollies committing murder and arson Throughout the coal country, um, which you know is like where I'm from, and it yeah. extends but, throughout North. But really, kind of pushing it out, though, right? Like, right. kind of blame them for. So, uh, so he started to blame for strikes going on in Illinois and Jersey City and in Ohio, and saying like they're all imitating the Mollies, and he, mm-hmm. he really got them to demonize the Mollies. Right. People's families started because they couldn't get; they weren't working. Right. The women couldn't right. bring in that much money because you could barely get hired as a woman. Right. And so, they, like, their family started to starve, especially in Schuylkill County. So, after six months, the strike broke. The miners accepted a 20% pay cut, which is unreal, because that's so little money. And that, that's a pretty long strike, too. Uh, uh, six, months six months is, is a good, long, good. long time. Yeah. That's, and, you know, so they, they, they struggled through the, through the winter months, and they did all that, but it's... Right. You know, when, you, when you're starving, you gotta do you it. You gotta, like, you gotta fucking eat. So, the miners actually blamed the judges, lawyers, and policemen who were overwhelmingly German, Irish, and Welsh, for impeding the strike. Hmm. And this actually pushed more Irish to join the Mollies. And before the summer of 1874, six more men, um, all Welsh or German, were killed. So, hmm. like, they were, like, So they were retaliating. retaliating. Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, that, that retaliation had a lot. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go into some of that retaliatory stri- stuff um, mm-hmm. before we get into the trial. Okay. McParlin was able to infiltrate the inner circle with the McGuire's near the end of 1874. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is when he really started reporting on their plans. And he talked about their plan to perform a revenge killing against a Welshman, Gomer James, who had shot and wounded a member of the Mollies. And, but these plans kept getting pushed back. So like this was his big feather in his cap, but oh, okay. like, it didn't happen for a long time because they were doing other violence. So around November 18th, there was like three days around November 18th when all of the following purportedly occurred. These are all like according to the newspapers and McParland. So I don't honestly don't know how much they can be trusted as sources. Right. But I mean, some pretty violent stuff though. Yeah. So a re- reportedly, Amali was found dead in the streets of Carbondale. A man had his throat cut north of Scranton. An unidentified man was crucified in the woods. Damn, crucified. That's that's that's, if you, that's so that's fucking crazy. Um, a mining boss was mauled. Is it a like dog? A dog? Or they might have set dogs on him, or they which... or they just like went Hannibal Lecter on him no, 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 no. and just set pigs yeah, to him nice or, or ate him. Chianti, Chianti, Chianti. Five beans. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, there was another guy murdered in Scranton too, right? Yeah, and then three Mollies were accused of committing a horror. Against an old woman. Okay. Yeah. Which yeah. we know what that means. Yeah, that's gross. Yep. At the, at the end of the month, the following reportedly occurred. Um, the Summit Telegraph office was burned and a train was derailed. A train was derailed? Okay. Wow. Which? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's it, probably easy to do. Just blow up some tracks. And yeah. I that's... mean, probably easy to do. Wow. Uh, they also plotted to demolish a railroad bridge. And this was abandoned due to there being too many outsiders in the area. And so was a plot to occupy Mahanoy City, um, or at least its square, by force of arms. And by, by too many outsiders, do you mean uh, just not safe for them to actually carry it out? Or Right. Gotcha. Like, they're just... And, and those are actually, like, police that were called in by McParland, both gotcha. uniformed and non, non-uniformed. 
So McParland also reported on an attack on a guy named W.M. Thomas, which is William something Thomas. Mary. Sorry, Marshall. God damn it. All right, my bad. They, they called him Bully Bill. Was it? Was that his name, really? Yeah, that was his nickname. Bull, Bully Bill? Bully Bill. Hmm. Bully Bill Thomas. But he was a man who had previously attacked the Mollies. Gotcha. So they went after him in a revenge killing. And they, they actually, like, assaulted him in a stable. I don't... He, they thought they killed him, but he survived. Gotcha. And according to McParland, he personally took food and whiskey to the Mollies who attacked Thomas. Like, he was there when it happened. Right. Wow. Um, two night watchmen who were, like, kind of like policemen. Um, I know what night watchmen are, Bill. I'm sorry. Do you, are you our, all our listeners? <laughs> no, I, I apologize. <laughs> now you are learned, listener. Dick. <laughs> Big old flapping dick in the wind. What are their names? What are the Night Watchmen's names? Uh, Pat McCarran and Benjamin K. Yost. And Yost is still a name around this area. Hmm. How do you know? And he was of Tamaqua. Um, they were set to be attacked by Motley's, but only Yost was attacked and killed. Um, McCarran, they, they never got him. But he survived long enough to identify his killers. And this comes into, this is important in the trial later. Okay. Uh, according to McParland, a Molly named William Love killed a justice of the peace by the name, last name of Gwither. In Gerardville, that's definitely a Welsh name. Yeah, um, G W Y T A. Every time you see a W and a Y together, yeah, it's uh, Welsh as fuck. That unknown Molly's wounded a man outside of a saloon in Shenandoah, and that they did end up killing Gomer James while he was tending bar, and that a group of Millies, Millies, group Mom. of Mollies, <laughs> uh, killed a mine boss named Thomas Sanger. It's a lot of deaths here. Yeah, I, I wasn't kidding when I said like Hatfields and McCoys. Yeah. McParland claimed that he tried to prevent the attempt on Sanger's life, but was unsuccessful. So when the Mollies were finally brought to trial, Frank Gowan himself had himself appointed as the special prosecutor. Yeah, that doesn't seem like there's any sort of bias there at all. But like, what the... F- How did they let that happen? There's a, After all the trials went down, there was a judge that came forward and he was like, this made a mockery of justice. We let private companies use a private police force mm-hmm. to prosecute people. Yeah. And the state became... Jury and executioner. All right. All, all the whim of, of a guy that... Wanted more money. They just wanted his interest. Yep. So the trials took place in, like, series uh, for each different murder, arson, or assault. Gotcha. That they had been accused of. And the first was for the murder of a John P. Jones. And the defendants were Michael J. Doyle, Jimmy Kerrigan, and Edward Kelly. Doyle was convicted of first-degree murder... But Kerrigan flipped and became a state witness. Okay. And he gave details on the murders of Jones and Yost. Um, Kelly was also convicted of first-degree murder. And then five men were accused of the murder of Yost. And that was James Carroll, Thomas Duffy, James Boyle, and James Rorty. The notes said Hugh McGeehan. I don't know if there were two two Hugh McGeehans. One that was the 21-year-old guy who got shot. And then this guy. Because, hmm. I, I mean... So, I mean, it could be a post, I guess, but maybe. Well, no, because then he gets hanged. Oh, yes, there's got to be two different people. There's got to be two different yeah. people. Wow. Unless I mean, there was false reporting somewhere along the line about the guy who got shot and killed. Yeah, so Kerrigan snitched him out pretty bad then. Oh, yeah, dude. He's yeah, snitched him out bad. Damn. Speaking of Kerrigan, mm. like I said, he was he was the state witness. He flipped. He was accused of the murder by his wife, Fanny. Uh, so his, his wife was just like, ah, oh, nah, she, you did it. She said that. She wouldn't bring him clothes while he's in prison because he was sending innocent men to their deaths and stuff. Like, she was vehemently against him. Wow. And it's crazy because, like, before uh, Yost died, he stated to multiple witnesses that he was able to, like, he'd seen his attackers and they were Irish, but they were not Duffy or Kerrigan. Hmm. So, like, he didn't do it. I, like, yeah. I don't think he did it, but I do think he put other people up to get his name out, you know, to, yeah. to get out, away from death. I mean, he um, could he could have had he could he could have had them, you know. Yeah. Done on his orders, I guess. Order. I, yeah, uh, that's true too. It's just really really hardcore to have your wife just just be like totally clip on you. Fuck that. So she yeah, what she actually said was he picked innocent men to suffer for his crime. Yeah, so he he probably just ordered the hit on them, and that's yeah. Damn. Uh, so Gowan cross examined her, and she still stayed firm in her testimony. She wouldn't budge, and uh, she was actually supported by others. Like other people were like, yeah, like. He probably had a hand in this. Right. So, but there was belief that Kerrigan was receiving preferential treatment 
because McParland was engaged to his sister-in-law, Marianne Higgins. Oh, well, that 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 kind of opens that all up then. Yep. Wow, that that is wild Isn't that they let this, that hell happen. This All this shit is crazy. Like, all the violence, all the backroom dealings, all the preferential treatment, it's nuts. So, a mistrial was declared because one of the jurors died. Do you think they were killed or was it just natural cause? I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I didn't see which. Man, it's real tempting to say... Yeah, that would add a whole other level. I mean, you don't need to add that level to this because it's already... It's already pretty wild, wild but, but... That's that's pretty pretty hard to not look at and say... So hmm. like, hmm, what happened here? Um, so two months later, a new trial was convened, and Fanny wasn't allowed to testify. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that, that definitely... Yeah. So, the, yeah, the five defendants were found guilty, and they were sentenced to death, and Kerrigan was allowed to go free. Long as Mary Way. It's pretty wild. So a Tom Munley was placed on trial for the Thomas and Murder Sanger, or Murder Sanger, <laughs> the murder of Thomas Sanger, <laughs> the murder of Thomas Sanger, and uh, William Urin. I think it's U R E N. Yeah, Urin. 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 Probably Urin. 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 Urin for a treat. Well, or pee. <laughs> He's gonna die. Yeah. <laughs> the sole evidence of this testimony was McParlin's account, and then they had a w- witness's eyewitness account. The witness stated under oath that he saw the murder clearly and that Munley didn't do it. Hmm. But McParlin's testimony was still accepted and Munley was sentenced to death. Wow. Is it, the corruption wow. is that's, astounding. That's what, So you're basically just ignoring everything that you have in front of you yeah. just for what you need. Wow. Do you think they paid off jurors? I think they... 110%. Yeah. Yeah, of course or, they did. Or intimidated them. I, I, it was, or, it was probably sure. more likely intimidation, No, like just looking at the tactics they had already employed. Yeah, that, that's corruption. It's great that you have this all in our backyard. It's, <laughs> it's li- like literally my backyard. Yeah. McParlin's testimony saw four more minors put on trial for murder without evidence. Beyond them supposedly telling McParland of their deeds. So he's just, okay. He's just like, yeah, they, they told me they did yeah. it. And they, wow. they were on trial and it's fucking crazy. So on June 21st in 1877, six men were hanged in the prison at Pottsville. And for Malkchunk, which Jim Thorpe, is yeah. now Jim Thorpe, Malkchunk's a better name. It is. But I mean, uh, Jim Jim Thorpe's an awesome guy. Awesome guy. Yeah, they but, stole him. That's going to yeah. be a whole other episode. Yeah, I'm going to go but, on rants. Yeah. Great lake up there, though. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. true. But that's the Carbon County Jail. And the they were Alexander Campbell, Michael Doyle, Edward Kelly, John Yellowjack Donahue. Um, and that's actually who Sean Connery played in the movie. Gotcha. Um, Thomas Munley, James Carroll, James Rorty, Hugh McGeehan, Thomas Duffy, and James Boyle. So st- the state militia actually surrounded the prisons uh, with fixed bayonets to ensure that no rescue attempts See, occurred. See, that just, that just seems so excessive. Yeah. It's such a waste of, of funds, you know? It's, yeah. I mean, wow. that's... God, it's crazy. Corruption. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, right? Miners and families walked throughout the night to honor the men who were hanged. They were hanged at like 9 a.m. Right. And uh, they watched the hangings in silence as a way to pay tribute um, to the men. Uh, I guess that's an Irish thing. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's, um, it's pretty eerie, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, just a ton of people staring at you in silence as like, yeah. they hanged. But uh, the guards wouldn't allow Thomas Munley's father, who would walk 10 miles. And he was like an old man. Right. Walked ten miles to uh, to assure his son that he believed in his innocence. They wouldn't allow him to see him or his wife, who like bodily threw herself at the gates and was just wailing in grief. Wouldn't let him through. Man, that that's yeah, yeah that's that's pretty pretty harsh stuff. I mean, yeah. So at, here's a little spooky thing for you. Um, at Mount Chunk, uh, Alexander Campbell allegedly slept a muddy handprint on his cell wall. And he said, there is proof of my words that mark of mine will never be wiped out. It will remain forever to shame the county for hanging an innocent man. And like they have pictures, you can still see an imprint of the hand. Hmm. It's sucked to be in that cell. It's, it's original or it's like being in that cell afterwards. Yeah, right. <laughs> but that's a that's one that I had heard of before, actually. Uh, that legend. I don't know. Have you ever heard of that? No, I never heard of that. So but I I've, I've, I mean I've seen of I take it back. I've seen uh, stories of people like scribbling stuff, but not not the handprint. But yeah. I've, I've heard that you know, remember me. I'm a free man. Right. right now right. that I'm dead, something like that. Um. So over the next two years, ten more Mollies were convicted and hanged at Malkchunk, Pottsville, Bloomsburg, and Sunbury. They were Thomas Fisher, John Blackjack Kehoe, 
Patrick Hester, Peter McHugh, Patrick Tolley, Peter McManus, Dennis Donnelly, Martin Bergen, James McDonald, and Charles Sharp. I wasn't going to include all their names at first. But it's good good to make sure. I think it's good to remember them because, I mean, we don't, you and I don't know if they did the crimes or not. Right. But they were still in this really, really bad situation. The system system definitely screwed them. them. Yeah. Yeah. Bet them over without benefit of foreplay. Well, so that's yeah. a lot of people that are. It is. That's 16 it's people so far. No, that's 20. 20? I'm definitely miscounted, but that's, that's a lot of people. Yeah. That's... So the last Molly McGuire to be tried and convicted for murder was Peter McManus. Mm-hmm. And this was in 1878. And it was actually at the Northumberland County Courthouse in Sunbury. I've been in these cells. Hmm. Um, they're actually now the archives. I was going to say, so they're not, they're not open. They're, they're just a museum now or? Uh, no, 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 no. It's where they keep all the city archives. Oh, or really? The, or the county archives, rather. Excuse me. That's cool. Because uh, it is the county seat in Sunbury. Um, the building's really neat. It's it's a really, really neat building. God, they need to find a better way to... Do, do they mark, do they mark like, where these happened in, in the cell? Do they mark, like, the specific cell or not? Or not? Uh, no. No? No, no, no. It's just, they are rooms... I'll, I'll put a picture on uh, our social media then, because uh, yeah. I still have it, I think. But... It's just rooms of books now. Oh, uh, so there, there's no nothing to indicate. There's not. I mean, wow, you, that's cool. You, it's there's something that's like says cell sales cells um, somewhere. I think I, it's been a couple years. I was a junior, junior right. in college when I did this research. Um, a summer between my junior and senior year. That's yeah, pretty neat. But yeah, it's it's a neat building. As an aside, it's great to see that these kind of historic old buildings are kind of being used still. So yeah, yeah. I, like I mean, that. well, yeah, it's the great. county courthouse. Yeah. Like, it's, there's still trials and stuff that go on down there. And, like, they wanted me every day when I went to do, go do my research and shit. Right. But that made you feel important. Hope, hope, it was did, nice. Did, to... did you ever pray they would just touch you and give you attention? No. I'm not I that see, lonely. I see, I see you. I see you. Is that, a, is, that a, is that a cell phone in your pocket or a, or something for me? I just want to t- 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 do your t- research. T- t- touch me. <laughs> touch me. Feel me. Heal me. Christ. So th- there that's was a, that's there a Jesus was a, Christ superstar reference for those of you in the know. <laughs> the, um, Thomas will get it. There was a little bit of justice given, right? Yeah, like <laughs> a long time, a long time after, after but... hundred years later, in 1979, G- Governor Milton Shap uh, he gra- granted a posthumous pardon to John Black Jack Kehoe, and uh, this was an after an investigation by the PA Board of Bar- Pardons. Excuse me, I can't talk right now. The request was actually made by one of Kehoe's descendants because Kehoe maintained his innocence until he died, like all the right. way through. And the board recommended his pardon after investigating his trial and its circumstances. So they were like, oh, this was corrupt as fuck. Yeah. So he was the only one that was getting his official pardon, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 So in pop culture, the Valley of Fear by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle is actually partly based on James McParland's infiltration of the Mollies. Um, so he must have read like these accounts and stuff and been like, right. I mean, it's a good book. Pretty gripping. And then I was oh, fascinating the, stuff. Yeah. We kind of, we were the, a little dry with it actually. Well, I mean, it's a lot of, de- it's I, a lot of death. I don't know how many dick choices we can throw into like the corrupt. I, it, these are like sad, you know, it's, yeah, it's, not, it's, it's a not, sad thing. It's not like it's one of our shame. funny, goofy, shameful thing. You know, sometimes people die and it's really fucking horrible and you can't be like, haha, dick slap. Yeah. I mean, we could, but it, then, I mean, it, then we, it wouldn't be a very listenable podcast. No, we'd be shitheads. I am not a shithead. I am not a... <laughs> right. There was also that, that the movie that you referenced yeah, a couple movie. times. Um, uh, it was released in 1970, and it starred Richard Harris as James McParland and Sean Connery as Jack Kehoe. Is, um, is, is Sean Connery very lively in it, or is he? Is this one of his... It's pretty roles? intense in it. Yeah. He's good. Cool. And like you said, a lot of musicians have used the Molly Maguires for both like band names and song titles. Right. So. Yeah, because it's it's a it ties back to labor relations, right? Well, it's compelling. There's murder. There's fighting against yeah. corruption and, and and all that. So it's a pretty pretty it's powerful pretty interesting, concept. Yeah. Um, um, I got pulled my town name. Yeah, I'm excited for this town name here. Yeah, maybe we'll we'll insert some humor in here. Uh, shout out real quick to Steve Kern who waits avidly waits for the town name every week. Oh yeah. He, first he texts me the, the quotes of the week. Then he's like, love that town name. Just waiting for that town name every time. I wonder what the quote of the week will be. I mean, I'm sure Taint will come up. Probably Taint. It's probably pretty. just Taint. We weren't like super funny this week. Taint's um, a pretty good quality. I'm glad we started off strong with, with the... I mean, <laughs> God love those Taints, I guess. 
tongue punch a fart box there's a sentence for oh you. god all right there we go there we go i don't know I, I thought papa molly mcguire i'm sweating was pretty good it's pretty good but i mean just the punching the tongue <laughs> tongue box with well, yeah yep fart box tongue yep you ever heard that before no i've never had that's, <laughs> oh that's man we say that all the time wow okay um, Ooh, that's a visual <laughs> give me that town name bill i've got mm, four cities not great Forest City? Forest City. Forest City? Yeah. Boo. Where, about, where's Forest City? Uh, it's in Susquehanna County. It was just a lumber camp. Boo. How about camp. 40 Fort? 40 Fort? Yep. I'll take it. I'll take it. So the, did it, like the number 40? And then yep. Separate word and then Fort? Fort. 40 Fort. Why is the name 40 Fort? There yeah. were 40 settlers who built a fort there. Oh, man. So they were just like... I'm <laughs> There's gonna, like not very creative people. It must, is it a... <laughs> Is it a really boring area? I'm assuming it's got to be because otherwise um, you would never. It's a small town. Mm. I don't even think it's a town actually. Well, it's not. It's a township. It's in Luzerne County. Oh, so relevant. It's huh, what's that? Relevant. Yeah, absolutely relevant. That's yeah. This worked out a couple times where yeah, the towns have somehow. been kind of relevant to the topic. Stupid well, apparently, mm. the Trans Siberian. Oh yeah, it's near Mohegan Sun and Scranton. Okay. So it's a township or borough, but yeah, up in Luzerne. So very much in the coal region, and makes me wonder if they they probably had people who were affected by this. Um, I mean, if Norian Sunbury did. Forty. You know, it's you know, it's funny the 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 spelling of the word forty always throws me off. Because there's no U. There's no U in it. Yeah. Isn't that, isn't that wild? Blow your mind right there. <laughs> I mean, I guess. This is the thing that goes through my mind, Bill. Yeah. It's, it's spelled wrong. You know what goes through my mind? Well, it goes through your mind. I guess tongue punch and fart box. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, see, I'm just sitting around thinking about why is 40 spelled wrong, and you're thinking about. I'm thinking about good goofs, good good butt play, little butt play. <laughs> yeah. So for the next episode, we're gonna do we're gonna do the uh, 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 we're gonna interview Stormy Daniels, right? Yeah, obviously we're. Yeah, this is our official transition to California. Yep, yep. So next up. <laughs> I wonder how much work it would take to to go back to the feed and just change the name to that. We could do it. I mean, it wouldn't be fun, but <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why would we do that? Be a total headache. How many, wait, how many spinoff podcast names have I thrown out so far? Uh, just the Zoolander, Zoopander, Zoopander, California. Is it just the two? I think it's the two. I don't think we've had any specific um, names for podcasts. Uh, could you think of any other ones? Screaming Eagles. Screaming Eagles. It's an Eagles podcast, um, but also about the Screaming Eagles, the uh, the the air unit. We could do. Um, oh God! Bill and I let's go camping. We just we just go we, we just, just go, go camp. We just go to the camping and we just talk about the woods around us. We could do that. Yeah, no? yeah, I guess. Uh, that's the, you don't like camping? I love camping. Just, it's yeah, not where could, I expected that we, to end. Why would you expect it? I mean, not everything that goes to my mind is spelling forty wrong. Come on. We still need it. We still need to do an episode where we just get drunk as shit and do that. Yeah, so we need. We can do that. We can do Yingling next week. Nope. Yingling next I have week to drive now. back to Manny because uh, I have a friend's giving. All right, never mind, everyone. We're not. Yeah, I, I like I like the idea of giving people a heads up for the next episodes, but otherwise, but then I don't because I we like, never like, do. Well, we do <laughs> the one, like the, the, one yeah. the double episode, but hmm. Well, in that in that case, I mean. I I, th- I think we're good on the single this podcast, and I don't, I don't think we're gonna yeah no create a new one. Then. I think we're I think we're good. Uh, it's well, already you already go to so much effort to edit. Yeah, sorry I went for the issues we have Spotify. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was weird. Glad it came um, back up though. I mean, it's uh, yeah, we're back some up. Sort on of, it was some sort of feed issue, and then it just fixed itself. Honestly, like, oh yeah, yeah, it did. I I was gonna edit, and then it and then it fixed it just itself. Fixes. So good. Don't know why, um, but, but but yeah, you know, keep an eye out. I mean, we have we're available on every other Literally platform everything. available so if you can't get on spotify you can certainly get it on if you if you call me i will quote the episode to you through the phone he'll send you a transcript word. i will i will fucking get you these listens he'll get you a nice lemonade and rub your shoulders while you while you're I will, I will feed you grapes i will i will air you down with a giant feather we we care about our listeners, and this is what we do for because our listeners. Because without listeners like you, we couldn't be who we are. Well, we would be who we are, but we wouldn't. You, you know what I mean? We would be different. We're like PBS. We rely on listeners like you. Yes, even though we don't make any money off this, we rely on this. <laughs> no, we pay money. To we do pay this. money to do this. <laughs> uh, I, I, 40, 40, 40 town. Forty four. Forty fort. Forty four. Have you have you never heard of it before? I've never heard of it before. No, That's I just I I wish it was like. 
I feel bad for the town. You know what I mean? Like, well, I think it's a good name. No, it's, it's, it's fun because like that basically means you looked around their surroundings and they said nothing here warrants being <laughs> named. <laughs> nothing here warrants me remembering it by. I mean. To be fair, North Wales is named after yeah, true, true, a, true. a town in we're just, yeah, no, no, or a we're, country. We're just named after a region in a country, yeah. too. Which is, yeah, exactly. So, hooray, North Wales, PA. But, so, well. Philadelphia, well, Philadelphia, city of brotherly love. Like, Well, we there's there's a, there's a Philadelphia in, uh, spelled with an F, in yeah. Greece. Yeah, they, they can eat my asshole. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I think what has Greece ever brought to the world? So, Philadelphia was, is, it was like a, an ancient town in ruled by the Greek Empire, but it was in Turkey. Yeah. And then there's there's a new Philadelphia. It's a suburb of Athens. Yeah. But I I'm pretty sure the new Philadelphia comes in reference to a new to the to the Tars. The, the, no, new to the base in Turkey, but in my mind it's always new to us. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't answer my question. What has Greece ever brought to the world? Pizza? We, they did make pizza before the Italians. Yeah. That's true. Do you know that tomatoes, I thought you were gonna say democracy. <laughs> no. Do you know that, that tomatoes are not native to Italy? Yeah. And yeah, yeah. A lot of people don't know that. So You know what? Oh, fuck, I want pizza. Yeah, I'm hungry now. I have no monies. <laughs> well, I, I think that about wraps it up for uh, for, for us. Swaddled like a babe. Yes. We, we Wrapped like a condom so you don't get have to have swaddling babes. Wow. Wow. I did not I did not expect that to go that route whatsoever. That tied in really well, though. Like a little bow tie on top of a condom. Yeah. Well, thank you everyone for listening. Rap, I wraps like the nooses around the poor miners' throats. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of deaths in this episode. A lot of deaths. A lot of deaths. We lot should deaths. do a more fun one next one. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll pick something fun. I thought this would be more fun. It was interesting. I think it's yeah. interesting. It's fascinating stuff. I learned a lot about. Now I need to go watch that movie. It's a good movie. I don't know what it's on. Probably Amazon Prime. Likely. Well, well, well. Make sure to listen, subscribe to yeah. our to our Twitters, Instagram, Facebook, and uh, yeah, um, those are on Twitter at Uncommonwealth P, on Instagram Uncommon at Uncommonwealth Podcast, and Facebook Uncommonwealth Podcast. Um, fuck you, Steve. You can't follow us on Instagram anymore since you shut it down. I can't Snapchat you, you dick. Poor Steve. Steve yeah. just he was just getting mean messages, and he'll never know about it until Tuesday when he listens. <laughs> when he to listens. It. <laughs> Or when I text him later and be like, hey, you got a shout out. <laughs> Dick. Not what I wanted. Damn. We'll be fine. Uh, well, well, thank you for listening. This, this has been, been a fun podcast. This, this has been Anastas. This has been Bill. We've been the Uncommon Podcast. Computer's in. Computer's in.